Podcasting from the Five Lakes Coffee Studio in downtown Sturgis, Michigan, it's Coffee with Doc. Jim Doc Leoy has been a certified athletic trainer for 35 years and was an educator for Sturgis Public Schools for 28 years. Over the years, he has been able to reconnect with many of his old students over coffee and shared memories and stories new and old. It was in these stories that this podcast was born, knowing that his students' valuable stories, lessons, and experiences can touch the lives of parents, students, future and current teachers, and current and future athletic trainers. So sit down, grab some coffee, and let's get started. Welcome listeners to another episode of Coffee with Doc. We're here today with a young man, graduate of Sturgis High School, who is an entrepreneur, and I admire this young man for the steps that he's taken to enhance his life, and he's got a great story. Uh, We're coming to you from Five Lakes Coffee Shop here in Sturgis, and um, he owns the business um, here in town in Sturgis, Michigan, and he's going to kind of explain to us and how it all happened and his journey from high school, uh, the struggles, the path. We have another example of a pathway change, which is uh, very important, I think, for everyone to hear that, you know, it's it's okay. You know, you, you find a different path in life, you take it, and it's, uh, it's a meaningful thing. So uh, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Yeah, I'm Andrew Hamilton with MasterFit Auto, um, basically specializing in used car sales and auto detailing specialist. Um, yeah, I mean, we really just specialize in selling affordable vehicles and explaining to people the different ways of buying a vehicle and the decisions that you make are going to impact yourself for the next couple of years, really, um, whether you're financing for 10 years or, you know, paying cash or something, but also um, reconditioning the vehicles from, you know, the simple car wash to, you know, 15 hours of paint correction and really making the vehicle look brand new again. So we're uh, we're we're very grateful of you for uh, being a sponsor of our our podcast, and we appreciate your uh, your support. And um, in turn, we're gonna we're gonna let people know that um, that you're willing to sell them a car and uh, you know and, and clean theirs when when needed. And I've had my cars done and my family, and it is a superior, classic, premium work experience. It's just a it's, a, it's a great product that you're putting out and we wish you a lot of success. So thank you for your sponsorship and um, for uh, Coffee with Doc. And we're much appreciated. You can check us out on um, Coffee with Doc um, Facebook page and uh, Master Fit Auto also has a Facebook page. Uh, so, uh, and, and again, we appreciate all of our sponsors, Lugo Drywall and Five Lakes Coffee and Master Fit Auto. So, um, Andrew, what year did you graduate Sturgis High School? 2010. 2010. Okay. And um, so, give us the journey. So, you, you you were you were first of all you were in 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 high school. You were one of my student athletic trainers, and and thank you for your time with that. Uh, we built a great relationship. Uh, you were also in a couple of my classes. And, um, you know, a phenomenal student, phenomenal student, uh, very dedicated, um, a very dedicated athlete, um, very, very good football player, an excellent wrestler. Um, so the journey from graduation, June of 2010, where did you want to go? What did you want to, what did you think you wanted to do? 
Well, my passion was really fitness at the time. Um, I enjoyed being around sports, working out, um, that whole industry. Um, so the really exercise, science, athletic Absolutely. training. Kind Absolutely. Of um, I've always kind of found myself, you know, whatever I'm doing, just be passionate about it and in it to win it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, really, and I, I still, that's, I think what I'm doing now is eventually going to get me there. I think that, you know, because God's even taking me through the hard route, but everything I'm learning will eventually get me to where I still have that in the back of my mind. So you went to Western. Yeah. Right. And um, you started in the industry, what, what you're saying. So how did it all transpire? I mean, did you enjoy what you were doing? Or, oh, absolutely. Or, okay. Um, basically, I mean, I come from a poor upbringing per se, and I knew that was going to be one of my concerns going up there um, is how I'm going to be able to afford it. So. I was basically working part-time on campus, um, taking courses, and also I had a kid at a young age, so a lot of people didn't even know that, that, you know, I'm trying to be a father, a student to go on and better myself, but also work to be able to afford to take care of my son. So you had some adversity even before you took on this career challenge? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, a lot of people didn't know about that, so I was constantly, you know, just busy, busy, busy. Um, what happened was I basically came to a point to where I'm like, this is, you know, tiring. Um, there's a lot of partying going on in school, and I, I wasn't about all of that. Um, obviously, I'm going to have fun as a, a college student, but it just, it wasn't me. Um, my main focus was to go up there, study, and definitely advance my lifestyle. Um, just because my upbringing, I knew where I came from, and I wanted to be different. Um, so I came to a point to where really even, I was getting into faith, and... I'm questioning, what do I do here? I can't get any funds for housing anymore. I had one student loan. Um, that money basically ran out. Um, didn't really have, you know, anywhere to really stay in service. So there's a crossroads. There was a, there's yeah. a crossroads and and uh, there's a fork in the road. Yeah. You know, you know what the saying is, if there's a fork in the road, you take it. Well, it was cr the craziest thing. That was a joke. Yeah. Okay. No, I knew. Yogi Berra. Yeah, Yogi Berra. Okay, yeah. But it was, I, I knew, I mean, I literally asked the question the week that the transition happened. And it was actually as crazy as it is, six years um, this month that it all happened. So I didn't even know if you knew that. Mm -hmm. um, I was coming home from Western and I'm like, what do I do here? I was, you know, taking care of my kid and really going to church. I'm going to say the faith was the biggest thing. And I remember just asking, like, well, what do I do here? I just got baptized. So that was the other big thing. Um, and I was driving by Science Schoolcraft literally that week and said, auto detail shop for rent. I mean, that's like getting hit with a, in the face of a brick wall. Um, it was a sign. Yeah, I knew. Um, hopefully I don't get the student loan people coming after me, but I had a little bit of money saved up and I basically talked it over with my children's mother and, you know, just weighed the pros and cons. And I made what I thought was the best decision at the time. And basically signed a lease agreement on the building. But and I started everything right from the beginning. I think that was the key was, you know, you can't just jump in and do everything crazy. Um, I maintained going to school. I didn't quit. Um, finished out that semester. I was also working part time at the Ford dealership and still trying to be a father. So, I mean, it was busy, busy. But so, this, I decision. mean, this is an example. And I, and I must give you credit. And, and this is why I admire you. This is an example of adversity at its at its at its worst, but 
generally a forward thinking focus and how am I going to get myself out of this? Yeah. Um, you're not giving up. And this is what I saw from you when I met you your freshman year. It was, it was obviously a, a smaller case, yeah. you know, but I saw, um, you can't tell me I can't do something. I saw teach me. Yeah. I saw coachability, responsibility, hard work. If you think this is what I have to do to be successful, I'm going to do that kind yeah. of an attitude. And this is, this is few and far between, especially around your age group. Um, and, and again, I'm going to compliment you because it's a great feeling to see what you, what you, what you've done, and 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 what you've done to get yourself out of um, some things that uh, could have went the other way. Yeah. Oh, I think it's looking at you know where am I at? What are the people doing? What are the results are getting? And then really looking at okay, who's living the lifestyle you want, and who do you want to take advice from? Uh, you know, I don't want to go to somebody that doesn't have the lifestyle I want and ask them for advice. You know, they may be wise in certain areas, but. There's other things, and it sounds rude, but I just I can't take advice from certain people for if I want to get you know different results. So, um, but I knew what I wanted, um, and I just saw something that I knew. Yeah, I mean it was simple. I was washing cars, and I knew that I could make money at it. So, um, it was. I think the first year and a half was really what made me. Um, I'll continuously say that I know what I got past there. So any other challenge from here forward is I just go back to the basics. Um, but it was some long, long days. I mean, I literally was waking up, going to work part-time at the Ford dealership. And then I'd go to my afternoon and evening classes up at Western and drive right back to my detail shop in Schoolcraft and probably work there till one or two in the morning. And uh, then I'd drive back to Sturgis and I'd do that over and over again for about six months. Um, and there was a lot of people in between that also helped and, um, yeah, kind of led me in the right direction and saw potential in me and gave me opportunities. But that was what made me was knowing that, okay, if I can get past this, it should be smoother later on. But the point is, <clears throat> excuse me, you put the work in. Yeah. You put the work in to be successful. And, and that's the message. The message is nothing is going to come easy. Nothing is going to be handed to you. Yeah. You have to actually go out and grab what you want. And I think that's what you've done. And that's what you're, you're still doing. Yeah. I mean, it's not like, you know, I'm sure you'll get to where you are today, but as I know, Andrew today, you're just not sitting on your laurels and you're just kind of, <laughs> you know, let, let, let the money come in and this, no, 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 no. This young man is still forwardly thinking yeah. and how he can better himself and his business. Yeah. No, I mean, you ask him, shall receiver and we want something, there's the shovel, you start digging but a lot of times you just want it to fall from the sky and be like, oh, here, here you go, Doc. Here's the, exactly what you wanted. But you're not going to learn from it. You're not going to keep it. You're not going to develop. Um, there's lots of times where, sure, I want something. It's like, man, I got to go do this. But really, it's learning. I've learned to do what I don't want to do. Um, it sounds crazy, but most people are getting the results they get because they're doing what they want to do, what they feel like doing versus the opposite. Um, if it's going to kill you, it's probably the right thing to do. And you're going to learn more from it, yeah. as crazy as it is. So you're in school craft. So where did, where did it go from there? Um, like I said, I was working super long days, um, trying to give my best at the Ford dealership. And eventually what happened was I was working, working, working. Um, I came to a halt at the end of that semester. 
I was getting enough business to be able to keep afloat at that point. I wasn't hardly making anything, but I lived very frugal and could pay the bills and put a little money in my pocket. So the Ford dealership actually found out and more or less there was a mutual agreement to kind of let me go, um, which was sad, but also it was one of those things I'd wanted to do a lot for that place. But I was also, and I don't think looking back now that I was at the point in my self-development that I could have done that. Um, at the time, I thought I could do it all, but you have to grow ment- mentally into a person that can actually handle that stuff. You only have so much energy. Yeah. And I don't I care how old you are yeah. or how young you are. You still only have a certain amount of energy available in your waking hours. Yeah. Well, I didn't have any leadership skills, really. I, I could I could work, 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 the manual labor, um, but I couldn't really manage. And I didn't. I wasn't mentally tough enough to really understand, okay, here's a situation. I've been through this before. This is how I got to handle it different because I had to have, I had to go through all of that. Um, had I been thrown in the position of what I was wanting to do, I would have broke um, and it would have been a bust. So there's been so many things I've had to learn, but um, it actually worked out perfect. It was, I think, the week before the 4th of July parade in Schoolcraft. Um, it literally worked out perfect. I had left the, the dealership and I was able to just Gung-ho, 100%. We went and printed thousands of flyers, got our little float and stuff together. And uh, it was funny. I got in trouble because we, we went, my hustle was too big. I, I went door to door and was putting flyers in mailboxes. I didn't even think anything of it. And um, we get a call. You can't do that. <laughs> That's a, a federal offense. And it was an all honest thing. I had no bad intentions. Um, luckily, we pretty much got the whole time to school craft, which is, I mean, it's not very big. Um but, and actually we got a lot of business from that. So, and it was, it was tough. We didn't want to do it. And, you know, you feel like you're, it's weird. Um, you got people looking at you, but it's what you have to do. Um, I think we get to a point in life and where we, we have a decision to, how bad do we want it? Um, are we willing to do things or are we just going to say, okay, well, it is what it is. Um, but that's really when it took off. Um, David Rice, I was school craft. I had to give him a lot of props. He was sending me all of his inventory. Um, and then he actually invited me to a business group out of Kalamazoo. It was called BNI, and that's where I met a lot of the resources that really just made me prosper in that area. Um, it's all about who you surround yourself with. But that was probably one of the most intimidating things I ever could have done. Um, I remember showing up in Kalamazoo in my little beat-up car, um, and I see all these different big businesses: uh, Lawn Doctor, Fortage. Um, 98 out of Pawpaw, all these big companies, nice place, golf course. And here I am, I think I'm, what, 21 at the time. And, uh, or no, actually 19, 20 maybe? Um, yeah, 20. And um, super scared. But I walk in, I almost talked myself out of even going in. But I've learned, and that was one of the very first points where I learned I have to do what I don't feel like doing. Well, here's here's a perfect, perfect way to put it. We have to get uncomfortable. Absolutely. To get comfortable. Yeah. And that's the problem. It's scary. A, a lot of, especially youth, a lot of kids that don't have the experiences. Right. They don't know how to get out of that comfort zone. And I know some adults who can't get out of the comfort zone and and uh, and so they can grow. But you, we will not grow unless we get uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, I think you, gotta, you have to come to a point where you have no other option. And that's where I was. I literally had no other option. Um, I was either going to make this work or I didn't even know what I was going to do. Um, and that pretty much went for everything. You know, it's, there's two, every day we have tons of choices. There's choice A and choice B. I mean, that could be as simple as that I wake up today and I come meet you. Um, a, I can blow it off. 
look bad, have a bad reputation, um, and not really get anywhere. Over time, you just learn that, okay, option B, better option. You just start filtering that stuff as you start making the right decisions. Um, but I think you have to get to a point to where it's either it's going to make me or break me, you just you do it. Mm-hmm. But some people, they don't have that, you know. And it's not a bad thing. I, now that I look back, I'm thankful for it in the position because I don't think I've done what I have so far um, without that. But you saw signs along the way. Yeah, and, and I asked. Yeah, yeah. And and you took you took pathways that were thrown in front of you. Yeah. But a lot of people don't realize when those signs come and those pathways are available. I, uh, when I teach at Western, I always tell Western students, follow the path that's thrown in front of you. Because if you don't, number one, you'll never know. Yeah. And number two, most likely, if it's thrown in front of you, that's where you're supposed to be. Yeah. So your school craft, so where does it go from there? Um, basically, I was there for what, about a year and a half and driving every day, waking up super early, um, still working, no joke. 15, sometimes 18 hours a day. Um, I mean, I've got photos online where I just, I, I'm super exhausted. Um, I walk in the door and I'm literally falling asleep before I even get my shoes off. I literally have a picture where I fell asleep because I just want to sit in the car as soon as I got home for a minute. And uh, my fiance comes out and she takes a picture. I literally fell asleep in the car. I, I was going to just take a break for a second. Um, I think I was on my phone and I just fell asleep. Um and I was asking, you know, still in faith. And I'm like, what do I do here? Um, this is just super exhausting. And we're kind of looking around, trying to figure out what to do. Portage area, Sturgis area. My family was here. Um, we found a building down by the state line. And it just, it kind of worked out. I've always learned that when the opportunity comes, you take the shovel, you dig, and it all ended up what it's meant to be. You figure it out. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I called the guy. There's the first step. You know, you have to at least try. And met the guy. Price was right. Um, everything seemed to line up. Um, but this is an example where you don't want to burn bridges. Um, since I left on good terms with the Ford dealership, they were actually sending me inventory to Schoolcraft. Perfect. Um, and I knew, because I was thinking ahead, okay, what's the long-term plan here? And I, when I got into it, it was... I want to do everybody's um, not so much even just about the price, but I wanted, I was in it to win it. Well, I was actually doing enough from them in Schoolcraft. I was going to pay for my bills in Sturgis. Um, you know, you don't go buy a car and finance it if you can't afford it. Um, it's just a silly decision financially, but I get it. People don't know. So moved everything down here. I actually kept working there for a month to keep my customers there, keep making as much as I could. I had a guy I was working for me at the time. He's working up there while I make the transition down here. So you're, you're, you're job creating. Yeah. Early. Yeah. Trying. Yeah. <laughs> so you're creating jobs for people. Well, and actually it was a guy that I saw a lot of myself in kind of uh-huh. a little bit older, but it kind of been broken down, um, hungry, motivated, and he was referred to me. So as we're sitting here trying to refer people, um, that type of thing, that's what we don't want to burn bridges. Yeah. Just making the right decisions. It all works out. Um, but yeah, then I came to Sturgis. Got that going. We're still doing the Ford dealerships. Um, at that point, even though I was in Schoolcraft, the word was out in town here. So I had a decent amount of uh, customer base in town. And yeah, we worked there for what, a couple years. And kind of, we, we came to a point to where still working long days, but my lease was up. And I didn't know if I wanted to purchase the building 
or what I really wanted to do. I was at another one of those turning points, mm-hmm. just like I was back when I was going to Western. Once again, I go back to the same principle. I always go back to the same stuff. God, what do I do here? Because um, that's the things I've always said. Well, it's not what I want to do. Give it's, me the sign. Yeah. Give, give me, me the sign. sign. Hit me in the face. Mm-hmm. Um, the it, They get bigger and bigger as, as you go on. I'm sitting there. What do I do? The week that the lease was coming to an end, this, I was getting scared. I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do here. I thought I was going to go back to cleaning out of driveways. Um, it was cleaning everything out of the building. had no idea what I'm going to do. But I knew something was going to happen. Joe Myers of uh, Sturgis Auto Bath comes. Never was expecting it, ever. And uh, asked if I'd be interested in this building. Now, Joe is a, Joe is a, uh, a graduate of Sturgis High School also. Yeah. A, a businessman, entrepreneur himself in town. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, super hard worker. He's, you know, he does the same thing I'm trying to do. He'll see opportunities. Um, and he wants to help people. Now, I don't think anybody's ever going to get anywhere if you don't want to help people. I think some people have a mindset, well, I'm not going to help them. It's all about me. But uh, he comes to me, asks me the question, and I said, it's a big decision. I knew mentally. I was never expecting it, but it was like a dream. Um, not that place, but just to get to that level. Um, so I go home, run some numbers, and uh, it all worked out. Yeah, you know, the finances were there to make it happen at the time. Um, I told him, yeah, let's go for it. So basically he helped me through the transition. Um, it all had to happen rather quick. So he had a bunch of stuff going on. It's just, I believe, you know, I don't move one person from one area all the way across to another area to get somebody else to where he wants them. And I, that was a prime example right there where, you know, Joe had been working at Mancino's doing that. And look, literally they moved him from the car business to doing subs, which nobody had really known and expected just to get me to where I was you know, supposed to be, what I believed, um, because I'd ask from the beginning, what am I supposed to do here? Yeah, and also, something that you have to understand what you've done, subconsciously or not, you set yourself up for the next yeah. phase. Yeah, you from, have to. If you, if, you look, if you look back to Schoolcraft and to when you were going to school, you always seem to have the talent to set yourself up for something that's next. Yeah. Now, a mentor of mine, whom I presently work for, has always said to me, he said, everything has a lifespan. If you think about it that way, as far as business goes, your, your business gets to a point, like when you were down by the toll road. Okay, it got to a point, yeah. that lifespan was over. Okay, now you have another life. Yeah. And it gets scary, though. Well, yeah, it's scary. But I find myself, as time goes on, I have to teach you not to get comfortable. Because once I get comfortable, that's when I'm going to stop growing. Um, and that's really easy to do in you know, just about anything, really, whether mm-hmm. it's sports or work or business I, or relationship. I or, agree. <laughs> I agree. I mean, I and I retired in 16, but I'm still motivated. I'm still willing to learn. I'm, uh, I'm still making mistakes, but I'm still moving forward. Yeah. You, you follow me? And that's just a, a small example. Yeah. You're, I mean, you're... You know more than I ever expected about even just business. I mean, I'm not saying that in a bad way. Um, no, it's you're super smart and look, you're you're doing all kinds of stuff all the time. Yeah, thanks, but <laughs> it's guys like you that bring it out. You, yeah, you know. So, so you're in Sturgis now. Yep. Okay. Um. So I basically start my journey at the former Sturgis Auto Bath place, 
Um, and I didn't buy the business. It was still my name, basically just the building. Um, and like I said, Joe was willing to help me any way possible, give me any advice that, you know, I asked for. Um, and even go beyond and give advice on stuff that he had to learn the hard way. Um, so that allows me to, you know, once I ask the elders and stuff or people that have been through stuff, you know, I don't have to go through all the hard stuff. Why, there's certain things I think I've had to go through, but why go through the things that I don't have to if I can learn from something else? Because people don't feel the need to ask for help, a lot right. of people. Yeah. But what you're saying is you're you're tapping people that have been through things like this before. Um, um, people that have experience. Not, let's, let's not say older people. Let's say people that have a lot of experience. Yeah. And it, it's like... When you're an athlete, you learn from, you take things from different coaches to yeah. make you the athlete you are. And that's what you're doing. Yeah. As a business professional, you're taking a little here, a little here, a little here, making it your own flavor. I've always yeah. taught my athletic trainers the same thing. Yeah, I'm learning, I'm teaching you how to eval and tape and do rehab. But you know what? I'm not the only person out there. You need to go learn from someone else. And that's why we sent kids to Michigan State for camps, and, you know, this and that. You just get a well-rounded experience if you allow yourself to. Yeah. Iron sharpens iron. Yep. <laughs> but I also know you have to have a target. I, I think that's the biggest thing right there. I had a goal board, and I even I had it right behind my desk for the longest time until we started the remodel, and people would come in, and they'd, all types of people would ask, well, what's that? What's that? Is that, you know, it's my goal board. Um, it's the target. So then as I'm, you know, going through my daily tasks, my weekly tasks, and monthly, yes, okay, is this going to get me closer to that? Is this going to get me closer to that? Now, not every single thing is, but honestly, the majority of it should be doing. Otherwise, it's a waste of time. Um, and that doesn't, there's certain areas, whether, you know, maybe you go do something that's going to help you spiritually or with your friendship or relationship that it doesn't seem like it's going to help you in those goals, but you have to have a balance of all that stuff. Sure. Um, but the target is everything. Otherwise, sure. you're just a wandering space and sure. you feel lost. But not everybody also has to have a target of either a million dollars or a business or anything fancy, even a flashy car. It could be as simple as, you know, maybe being a, a good father or um, maybe being a good Samaritan in the community or helping. It's so many different things. Sure. But everybody gets caught up in, oh, I got to have a million dollars. Now, I did make it a goal that I want to be financially stable, but I've also learned along the way, and it comes about, what do you do when you don't have all of that? And... You know, I think that's just part of who you become. You know, maybe you don't have a lot, so you give a little bit. Um, and then as time goes on, you can give more and more. But you, it can't all be greed either. Um, and I think as you give a little, then you get you gain a little. Right. Um, you give a lot, you're going to get a lot. But we also think, okay, stingy, stingy, stingy. Let's keep it all. Um, which you do have to put, you have to, you have to save, you have to be frugal and all that. Right. But that's just the finances. That goes for relationship, friendships physical activity, right. all of it. You have to have that balance in all areas. It's a great example of in order to know where you're going, you need to know where you came from. Yeah. And I think subconsciously you always go back to the struggles that you had when you were growing up and when yeah. you first started, you, oh, yeah. you know, so, so you're going back and knowing where you came from. It's the only thing that propels us to keep us moving forward. Yeah. And, I, and that's another where, you know, the hard challenges and whatever. And I mean, it wasn't like horrid, but I mean, it was tougher. Um, I think really when I started the business, it was probably the hardest part really of where I was. Because um, then I'm also at that age where you start 
as you're a kid, you don't really know much about life. You, you just you see, you know, the Johnsons next door. You think life's all this. You just have reviews. But I was literally at that point to where, okay, I'm starting to see how the real world 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 is. And I see, you know, it's not exactly what I thought it was growing up. Um, but also I'm in a position where I had nothing to lose either or gain. I, I literally had to, you know, it's why not go for it. Sure. And that's what really got me to do it. Sure. But, so now you're in, you're obviously in Sturgis uh, on uh, Chicago Road there. And um, so the business is uh, is moving forward. Yep. Um, it's going pretty well. Um, tell us about your family. How does that, how, how do you, how do you fit all this in? Uh, well, I, I lack a little bit in that area. I, I do have to give all of them credit. Um even my children's mother, I mean, she's been there from the beginning. And even my youngest son, I mean, you know, when we go back to even schoolcraft, I feel horrible for say, but there's late nights and, you know, he's, he's in there, he's with the scrub brush, but it's also, it's taught him to hustle. Absolutely. Um, you know, I was shown, you know, I had a hard working mom and stuff growing up, but also they, they become a product of what they see. Um, some stuff good, some bad, and obviously you don't want to keep them up late, but, um, they're right there with you, and you, you have to have that. Um, and it doesn't have to be all the time, but there's got to be the the backing of it. You know, that's part of the backbone, um, the support. Um, but even when they're not there to support you, you still got to – that's the hardest part mm-hmm. is there's going to be times when, honestly, 99% of the population is going to be like, well, what is he doing? Because the majority of people said I was crazy doing it at the beginning. Um, but what? There was nothing – I mean, everything was crazy at the time. Um, but they've, she's always been there, and there's always been challenges, but – you just got to involve them because it's, you know, I think you, you can either spend time on the couch in the evenings mm-hmm. or you can spend time doing stuff. Well, the lessons that you're show, that you're teaching your children are invaluable, invaluable. And then we, we talked about this before the podcast. We are a product of our rituals. Yeah. And our rituals being what have we done, you know, through our lives. And, yeah. And, and most likely it's, it's going to continue. Yeah. You know, um, so he's watching you. Yeah. You know. And, and this is this is a this is huge. Yeah, you've no idea right now how how this is going to play out with your with your children because my children come to me and the people that they watched like yourself. Yeah, like a guy like um, like uh, Jason Watson and, and Andy Phillips and John Westra and Danny Cotton and and yourself. My children watched these kids train yeah and compete and i will tell you it, it was the, the best lesson in the world because they'll tell you they played a role in that you know the jen fullers and the rachel dennison's and and uh, the, the the you know um, um the female athletes that my daughter watched well they were right there with you from the beginning yeah right i mean you have them like, like your table. son yeah he's using the scrub brush yeah. you know that kind of thing. but but it's the same philosophy you yep. know and, and, and we made rituals, and you're making rituals, and yeah. they're a product of those rituals. Yep. And I think it's also, there's certain areas that you have to learn that, like, you don't want them to see all the stuff. You, you have to learn to, because I, I, it concerns me to where they think, okay, now we have it made. I want to give them the whole world, but I also want them to, I don't want to just give them the fish. I want to, I want to teach them the fish. Um, so we've done that, you know, he wanted some money, what, two years ago and, uh, we'll go go sell some cookies. Um, the kids sold $80 worth of cookies out of the corner in my field. Um, 
Hey, he's asking. That's a great lesson. Hey, you want to buy a cookie? He's asking people. Yeah. Honestly, he's got skills that I don't need. And here he is, seven years old at the time. That's good. Um, That's wonderful. Yeah. Um, That's great to see. Yeah. But I think my only – I mean, they, they see the good and the bad. Sure. You know, it's easy to do all the, the bad or look at all the good. But it's not um, It's not so much, you know, it's not so much bad. It's it's sacrifice. Then that's – You have to – you're going to – you're going to – you're going to sacrifice things along the way. Yeah. The, the mentor that I mentioned before who owns the business that I work for, Advanus, he sacrificed, I can't tell you. I mean, he sacrificed a lot. He was like you in the respect that he started the business by himself. And he was working on Saturday, working on Sunday, and, and, and grinding orthotics at home, yeah. and, you know, making sure the patients were taken care of. Um, but th- that's just an example of that. Yeah. It's sacrifice. If we don't sacrifice, there's going to be very little reward along the way. Yep. And that goes back to, I think, when we're all different people, there's different things we just we want. Um, I'm guilty of, you know, trying to get everybody to do things I want, but you just got to sacrifice certain things. We're all different individuals, and we all have different things that we determine as success. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have to have that target. I think I think the most crucial thing, that, and everybody needs to sit down, take the time, say, this is what I want, and this sure. is who I am. So in high school... You're uh, the people, the coaches, the teachers that had influence on you. you throw some names up. You. Well, <laughs> besides that. No, really. Um, you know, I knew that you had seen something in me uh, and that you, you know, I, we had talked many times on stuff, but you were one of the bigger ones, honestly. Um, I didn't have a whole lot of really other guidance from, you know, whether it be like outsider people. Um but it's also, I get it. Most people, they don't see, you know, what's going on behind the scenes, what's going on, what people want. Um, I think we become a product of what we put on, whether it be at school, that can go for teachers or students. Um, but you're really, you know, the only one that I can think of um, from the get-go that really just kind of seeing something in me. It's kind of like what we talked about earlier again. Um, what made me a better teacher, especially the last 10 years, was I started to realize where people, you know, were coming from. Yeah. Uh, kids were coming from their background and this and that. And allowing them to come <clears throat> to me instead of me going to them. Yeah. Same thing we talked about being an employer-employee relationship. Um, and I think that's important because that opens everything up. Yeah. No, it does. It makes a huge difference. Somebody's going to, you know, introvert, extrovert, keep it in or let it out. Um, so successes in in sports. What do you what are your great memories of uh, wrestling, football? I think wrestling's helped right. me to everything I've done. I mean, there's a, not that I was cutting weight the right way. Obviously, I think we had chats on that before, um, where you know maybe you go majority of the day and you're not eating the way you should. But I look back now and there's times where I'm so busy just working, especially at the beginning. It was all just the labor, you know, not so much okay paperwork and trying to train. Just physical, yeah, physically. Um, succeeding physically. Yeah. I Hands down, because I, I wasn't naturally really good at anything. You know, I just wanted the, the work ethic. Um, mm-hmm. And I have to, that's why it's so hard for me to become the, that leader or the, the manager type of mindset, because I wanted to outwork every, everybody. But it's also learning to, where do you outwork? You know, it's just as much work to sit there and do paperwork and, and maybe I put my energy into five people versus just myself. But you see what happened was, and again, if you're a product of your ritual, Leaders do more than everybody else. Yeah, and I, you were a leader yep. when you were when you were in high school, but you didn't know it. Yeah, you follow what I'm saying? Yeah, 
you didn't know it because leaders do more than anyone else. Well, and we see a big, you know, when we're watching movies or videos, we think the leader just sits back and does nothing. Everybody comes in and they don't realize that I'm like in there cleaning cars with them or whatever. Um, I'm not just sitting at a desk. I got to be in there doing the work. And that's, you know, people are going to see that. Now there's times I absolutely need to sit at a desk and do paperwork sure. and stuff, but I feel guilty on doing that. But um, everybody always knew that, you know, 8, 9, 10, 11 o'clock at night, I'm out running three miles because I had to cut weight the night before. Um, I naturally didn't have the wrestling skill or any like natural athletic abilities. But you had the work ethic. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And that's what made you successful. And you were coachable. You yeah. listened to your coaches. Yeah. You did, you did what they thought would make you successful. Yeah. And who was that coach? Was that Mr. Yunker? Bowden. Mr. Yep. Bowden. Yep. And he was another one, you know, as far as he wasn't. He's a, he was a teacher recently. Um, but, you know, he, he was one that I was able to talk to, go to a little bit more. Um, and he was there through good and bad type of stuff. Sure. So, you know, there's credit to him, too. So we have people yeah. that shape us. Um, and, again, you're, you're never afraid to ask. Tap the experienced people. You yeah. know, what is it do I need to do to be successful? I'm willing to learn. I'm a sponge. Tell me, tell me what you know, but that's what's propelling you forward even to this day. And it was, and I've always been observative. So I might sit there and think that I'm like staring at a wall or something. I'm just observing, um, whether it's people or skill levels or tasks or like even if I walk into a business, I'm always like I'm observing. Yeah. So I can take it's just I'm becoming everything that I'm looking at and what I feel could be better or you know, and I try to incorporate that stuff. Yeah, sure. But. Yeah, I mean, the, the coachability thing, that's something that now I'm on the other side. Yes. Where it's like, okay, how do I get these people to believe what I'm telling them? Mm-hmm. Now that's where they have to see the result. Now it's not, you don't want super fast results. Um, and because if it's going to last, it's got to be steady. But, you know, you're at a point to where, too, when, it, when it's game time, it's game time. You got to be equipped to know what you're doing. Right. But, yeah, it's interesting now that I'm on the other side and right. trying to get people to sure. do what, you know, back then, you know, I'm being hard-headed or, I mean, I always listened. I just, you know, I wanted so much. Right. I always wanted to, you know, be the best. But, but I that's what propels stuff. you to be the, the entrepreneur and the businessman you are today and the successes that you're seeing. Yeah. And let's face it, you know, in, in this economy, you know, you're helping the Sturgis community um, by creating jobs. I mean, you're creating jobs for people. You need people. Yeah. You need employees to help you move forward. And, that, you know, and that, that's vital for our community. Well, I, any community yeah but i get caught up too and especially like the, a lot of the younger kids um i just want i see opportunity and it's not all about finances obviously that that's very crucial the world goes around finances um if we're saying we don't care about money then that's a lie because it really is a huge priority but it's more about to teach them like hey this is what i went through and if i sure. know you can do the same thing. you have a lot to offer and i, I want mean, to help there's, there's yeah there's there's no doubt i mean Same anybody way. who works for you is 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 privilege to be privileged uh, to, to have the time with you because yeah. you're you're um, you're out of the realm of your age group in a yeah. sense um, so you know my credit to you and and um, so um, phone number where people get a hold of you 269 uh, 659-8413 is the office and then my personal cell phone which I use a lot for business uh, it's 269-532-5593. Okay. So then they can call you about um, about purchasing an automobile, yep. affordable automobiles. Is there, is there, there's a price range. I do a lot of $10,000 and under. Okay. Um, 
And a lot of that goes back to, you know, my story goes on and on. You know, I, pay, I wrecked my vehicle on, uh, I needed a vehicle and I just bought a thousand dollar car and it, it's a tool, you know, sure. I was looking at a thousand dollar car to get back to work and make more money. Sure. Um, and then the detail end of the business, uh, you're, you're, you're detailing cars, yep. top notch. Uh, I, I highly recommend it. It's unbelievable. The job that, uh, that you do. I think the biggest thing is just informing people what detailing is. You yeah. know, everybody's got that perception right, of right. just wash. 99.9%, yeah. I might as well say 100, especially the employees. You know, I wish every even uh, customer could sit there and watch because it's or, or right. throw them in because it's they, they don't have a clue. Sure. It, sure. It's way more than they expect. Well, this has been um, a phenomenal conversation. I mean, you have gone, you've gone through a lot. Um, I admire you. You're, uh, I'm, I'm exceptionally proud of who you've become, and um, hopefully people are out there listening, you know, parents, students, your former teachers, your former coaches, and uh, just kind of listening to the story. It's an incredible story. It's a story of um, adversity. It's a story of never give up. It's, uh, it's, a, it's, it's an, you're an example of what I think all people your age group should be thinking. Um, and it, it's incredible the mindset that you have, uh, the experiences that led you to where you are yeah. and made you the person, you know, that you are today. And I, I'm exceptionally proud of you. And um, you know, just thanks a lot for your time. Anything you want to say in concluding? I just appreciate you even, you know, reaching out and offering to me, um, you know, you're there, you know, arms reach and, often as much as you can. And I really appreciate you bringing me on. Like I said, you've been a big part of, you know, leading me and mentoring me even back in school. Um, but I just want to give hope to people. You know, I think that's a big thing even in the service community really is uh, people need hope. I think it needs a little ramped up. Um, sure. I think it starts in our households and then it goes out to, you know, the community and then it gets bigger from there when you right. talk about, you know, the entire country. And the schools. Yeah, absolutely. It, it should happen in the household yeah. and then let our teachers Absolutely. Use their tools, you know, to enhance what we're teaching yeah. at home. Yeah. The that would be the everything. A plan. <laughs> yeah. The household is everything. That would be the A plan. Yep. Yeah. But, you know, I just want everybody to kind of, you got to have hope and you got to look for the better yeah. things. Well, Don't get caught up in the negativity. Well, thanks for your time. I know you're busy. Um, this has been great again. And uh, uh, thank you to our followers all over the country um, and uh, certain parts of the world. And we appreciate your uh, your following uh, share it with people. Um, you can become a patron um, and and support what we're what we're doing here um, with Coffee with Doc and just getting uh, former graduates together and um, figuring out their stories, listening to the stories, and um, hopefully um, you know the listeners are are taking heed and uh, learning from the experiences uh, from our from our guests. And for me, it's a uh, it's a, uh, it's a wonderful thing that we've got going here, and uh, we appreciate it. And uh, it's been nice talking to everybody, and um, we'll catch you next time here at uh, Five Lakes uh, Coffee Shop in Sturgis, Michigan. Thanks for joining us for Coffee with Doc. Please be sure to check out our Facebook page by searching for Coffee with Doc. And please rate, review, and recommend us on iTunes and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Nice talking to you.